Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is Higher Ground with Chris Warren. And a very good evening, folks. Welcome to another edition of Higher Ground, Wednesday, the 23rd of February. And that new NRL season is inching closer by the day. Chris Warren with you for the next couple of hours. The Mad Russian is in the house as well as we both uh, sink our teeth into all the uh, the juicy issues of the day. As always, open invitation for you guys to uh, come and join us here in SEN's very own late-night sports bar. Pull up a stool, you know the drill. Grab yourself a drink, make yourself comfortable, and feel free to join the conversation as well. The open line is now open, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 and so too the text line, 0457 736 736. Let's get down, let's get down. Yes, indeed. Well, we haven't had a million nights, have we? We haven't had a million nights just like this. I mean, we've only been doing it for a bit over a year, but uh, great to have your company as well. Um, did I mention the NRLW season? So it all kicks off this weekend. Um, so looking forward to that. I think it's it's improving year on year. And now the, the expanded competition, um, it's only going to get better. And uh, we will be uh, calling. Um, I'm not quite sure of all the details, but certainly uh, the second round, the triple header, uh, Wind Stadium. Uh, we will be, uh, you can hear that here on SEN. So um, we'll give you more details over the next uh, couple of weeks before that happens. Uh, now, um, plenty to talk about tonight. Most of it is going to be rugby league. Hope that's okay uh, with you guys. It certainly is with me. Latrell Mitchell, um, he's again pretty heavily in the news. Of course, we know he's serving a six-week suspension for, uh, well, pretty much shattering the jaw of Roosters centre Joey Manu um, last year. Um, but he's in the news on a couple of fronts. He's not planning on curbing his aggression, he says, um, despite, you know, what happened to, to Joey Manu last year. And he sort of is saying he thinks the game has gone soft um, we'll play a bit of audio from Latrell. He's also saying that uh, he believes the match review committee is being influenced by media outlets, including us. Um, you might have your thoughts on that. Well, the other reason that Latrell, big Latrell, is, is in the news is, um, of course, South Sydney, um, well, not really finding a loophole, but they appealed to have the Indigenous and Maori All-Stars match included as part of Luttrell's um, six-week suspension. So uh, South's fans were expecting Luttrell to return to the game, not until round three, which would have been a promoter's dream, wouldn't it, really? Because uh, 
That is against the Roosters. However, now Latrell will be able to play in round two because the All-Stars match is now being counted. Uh, you might be a little bit confused by all that. Well, it, it's it's not really that confusing. Um, look, basically, it was a representative match, um, and clubs for years have been able to you know, apply or appeal uh, to the judiciary or the, the powers that be, saying that should be counted because he would have been selected. Now, um, we all know that Latrell would have been a walk-up starter for the Indigenous team. Um so uh, I haven't got a problem with it at all. I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, I don't think anything has been underhand or or it is a loophole. It's just the way things work. Um, what I would ask, though, I'm not quite sure why he has not been named to play in the Charity Shield match this weekend against the Dragons. Um, is he injured? It's something we don't know about. You see, if he was carrying an injury and wasn't able to play in the Indigenous All-Stars match, well, if that was the case, then it shouldn't be allowed to be counted as one of his suspended matches. So I'm not just uh, I'm not quite sure why he hasn't been named for um, for this weekend's Charity Shield match. Not quite sure at all. You, you might have your thoughts. You might know more than me and get in touch. Let me know. Um, but you might have your thoughts on all of that. But what it has done, um, you will now see, I believe, Melbourne Storm and uh, the Warriors, they will also, I'm pretty sure, given what has happened with Luttrell, uh, they will also appeal to have uh, their players' suspensions um, already counted. Now, we know that Brandon Smith, he's out for, what's he out for? Uh, one match suspension. That was over the, the white powder. Remember that? The white powder stuff? Yeah. Um, but he would have been a walk-up starter for the Maori team. Uh, and Reese Walsh, uh, well, he is serving a two-match suspension. One match is for an on-field issue, and his other suspension is, yeah, again, for a, uh, a white powder thing. Um, but I guess both the Storm and the Warriors, now seeing what South Sydney have just done, well, they can, I guess, feel pretty comfortable and confident that they will have um, suspensions rubbed off their players too. I would have thought the precedent has been set. So you can't blame them for uh, going down that path. Uh, you might have your thoughts on all of that. Uh, I mean, you know, if, if a player is serving a suspension when he's playing in the NRL, and let's say he's, you know, a walk-up starter for um, Origin, um, well, he can't play in Origin, can he? But that would be counted as part of his suspension. Uh, you might want to talk uh, more about that. Other stuff that's going around in rugby league. West Tigers fans, keen to get your thoughts. If you're up and you, you want to have a chat or send me a text, um, five captains, the leadership group. What are your thoughts on that? I, you know, I know it's been done many times before. I'm not a fan of, of it personally. Um, I just think you need one voice. You need one person each week being the... Uh, the conduit, if you like, but you know, between the team and the referee. Um, anyway, look, you might have your thoughts. So it's all just an opinion. That's what we're here for. Um, I'd like to hear your opinion on on all of uh, that. Five captains. Is it a case of uh, of um, you know too many cooks spoiling the broth, or maybe too many chiefs and not enough Indians? I don't know. You might have your thoughts on that. Monday night footy. So we had the trial match. Um, 
televised, didn't we? On Monday night, I think the figures were pretty good. Do you want to have Monday night footy back and kick Thursday night football into touch? Um, it was around for many, many years, and there's an article in the Daily Telegraph today by David Riccio, um, and he's appealing to the NRL, bring it back. Bring Monday night footy back. Uh, his argument is that on a Thursday, most of us have, have got plans, haven't we? Thursday is not a great night. I mean, on a Monday, we're, we're all pretty much, well, we're not because we're in here working <laughs> with higher ground. But we're home, aren't we? You've, you've generally not got many plans on a Monday night. Therefore, uh, a better opportunity to attract eyeballs to the TV and devices, I would have thought. Thursday, well, it doesn't suit me, for one. And, and David was saying, look, you know, sports clubs, not many of them would be training, you know, footy teams and that on a Monday night. Well, he's right. What night do uh, my team train? Well, currently it's a Thursday night, 6 o'clock. Um, but I think, you know, I think it, it's got a lot of merit. The reason it was binned, I believe, was because, you know, over 10 years, Monday night footy, you, you just turn it on and if it was well, at ANZ Stadium or wherever, there'd be empty seats and it wasn't a good look. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe the ratings weren't too crash hot either, but I tell you what, I reckon they'd, I reckon they'd compare pretty favourably to TV ratings on a Thursday night. I'm all for it. I, I think it's a lot. And, and these days too, keep in mind that it's more and more um, important these days. Not important, but increasingly uh, important. Um, TV and ratings uh, and also digital ratings and, and watching on devices. It's okay. You won't get your crowd on a Monday night, but it's more about the eyeballs. You, you might get watching your product. Um, and the Riccio was saying, well, Monday night footy, it can be your your home game. I like it. I like it, Dear Riccio. Your home game. When you, you stay at home, it, it's not about attracting a big crowd on a Monday night, but we watch it at home. You might have your thoughts on that as well. Now, we're going through uh, the bottom eight from last year. Me and the Mad Russian, we're going to uh, put our heads together and uh, we're going to go through team by team. So if your team finished outside the top eight last year, well, we're going to go through them and, and pick them apart. Um, we'll pick out a key player from each team this year. Will they rise or will they fall? Um, and is their coach under pressure? All right, all that to look forward to. So, again, uh, feel free to join the conversation there. If your team finished in the last uh, in the bottom eight last year, um, how do you think you'll go? How has the recruitment been? What's the feeling like? What's the vibe? 0457 736 736. And away from footy, did you see the vision of... Um, German tennis player Alexander Zverev in, uh, I think, Acapulco, wasn't it? And he's been uh, he's been booted out of the tournament. It was a doubles match. If you haven't seen it, go and have a look at it. We might even play some of it, but you, uh, you need to look at it, I think. It's more visual. You'll get the idea. Mate, this guy, this young tennis player, as good as he is, he should be banned for at least a year. What he did to this uh, the chair umpire... It's just abhorrent. It really is. It's abusive. You want to go and have a look at it. He needs to pull his head in. Pumpkin. My God. Who does he think he is? What an absolute goose and what an awful way to behave. Um, just think about the, the, the viewers watching on television too. It was really bad. Really, really bad. And uh, I don't know what his suspension is going to be, but... Um, the longer the better, in my opinion. I reckon he should serve a, a lengthy suspension from the ATP circuit. 
All right, let's get on with the show. Uh, Mad Russian is itching to get on with things. Um, again, that number to call 1300 01 1170 and the text line 0457 736 736. Welcome to Higher Ground. I like it. Funky town. Funky town. Hey, uh, how are you, Russian? You Very, good? very well, Chris. You're very, bouncing very well. around the studio. Hey, you've got oh, plenty of energy. I've had two coffees since I got in tonight. So. Bouncing your step, <laughs> hey? You've rolled in here. Rugby late hey? season's closed, Chris. Ready to rock and roll. my hands together. Hey, guess who's... Can you... Um, I'm not going to have a... I'm gonna, not even a shandy tonight. Can I have a sober? One of those oh, sobers. Yeah, yeah. That, um, thank you. Just over here. Um, they here up there in the... Are they in tonight? On the back? Where's... Whoa. Oh, yeah. Having a time up there. Good, good, good. Hey, Tooley's just sent us a text too. Uh, Tooley's just sent us a text. So welcome to Tooley. I'm glad you're listening. Timmy the Toolman, uh, Bulldogs fan too. He loves his doggies. He's saying um, also, I think I think he's saying he, he agrees with Monday Night Footy, bring it back, but he reckons the 6 p.m. Friday game, he's not a, not a fan mm. of that. He says... Uh, they need to scrap it, says Toolman. We call it, don't we? We call it. I like well, this. We can't scrap it if we're calling it. Well, Our network. I'm not. Vested interest. Yeah. But I like I like the six o'clock Friday game. I think it's a point of difference in a all. You're not going to get it. You really struggle to get a crowd at the six yeah. o'clock Friday game, um, particularly if it's in Sydney. People working and. Uh, you know, can you imagine manly game on a six o'clock on a Friday? It's just oh, well, I've been there. It's it's hard. Really hard to draw a crowd. But I think with all the scheduling, it's probably looking through a new lens now. Um, and, and when we're, you know, TV rights, deals and all of that, I think I think that even clubs are beginning to maybe understand that um, although, you know, obviously turnstile revenue is really, really important. Yeah. The bulk of their money is, is dished out through grants and through the TV money, yeah. right? And it's almost like for some clubs, we get a crowd in. Well, it's a it's a nice bonus. Obviously, you'd love to have your stadium full every match, mm. but it just doesn't happen. It probably never will. And more and more, uh, the TV rights money becomes an important source of revenue. So I think when scheduling, it's almost given these days how 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 fast and rapidly it's it's growing, and and the digital. Um, vision, mm. it almost not takes second place, second fiddle, the, the crowds, but um, there's a growing more importance yeah. placed on on eyeballs watching through devices and, and TV rights. Absolutely. But they do what we've seen in other sports recently. Is they actually go hand in hand. If you've got more people turning up to the game, you turn on the game, then you're more likely to hold viewers on TV as well. So getting the crowd, or at least they're appearing oh, a, a crowd yeah. is there. It's is really, really important. Which infinitely is what better hate, looking product with a crowd there. Which is what I hate about Olympic Park or Olympic, the Olympic Stadium. Well, they should just open one bloody stand. It's the, well, I tell you what. So I used to work over at London Broncos. I was their marketing media manager over there. Um, and I also worked for a company, Sky Sports over yep. there, who were the host broadcaster of all the Super League games, so which London Broncos mm. played in. And uh, we're at the Stoop, which is at Twickenham. It's, it's a boutique little stadium. It's probably, you know, um, a bit smaller than Brookie. Um, maximum crowd, probably about 15,000 tops. But we'd only average. And this was a, what? Oh, I'm not sure. It might have been a Friday night game. Mm. Or it might have even been a Monday midweek game. Anyway, it was televised. 
And so I remember negotiating with um, you know, the executive producer at, at at Sky, who I work for, Neville Smith. He's Aussie, actually, mm. Manly fan. He's still over there, earning a squillion. Um, but he sort of said, "Chris, look, can can we just squeeze them all into one grandstand? Just we'll we'll shoot from the other side and just mm. fill them, fill that grandstand for us." And um, yeah, we happily obliged. We yeah. did that, you know. Yeah. Because it's just a much, much better look, isn't it? Yeah. And I think if you aggressively pursue the the suburban grounds angle, you might be able to do that. The problem is you've got to have those big teams like the Roosters, like Souths, um, playing out of stadiums that perhaps are too big for them. Mm. Mm. Anyway, yeah, I, th- I think we're agreeing that yeah. um, TV money yes. is, is the main source of revenue. And although it's... Beautiful to have full stadiums. It's not just not reality, and certainly on a Monday night. But it might well have merit. You might have your thoughts on that as well. Uh, Hillstorm Hillary, I'll get to your text in a moment. It's, it's a really good text too. I want to uh, delve into that. It's about suspensions handed out for off-field and on-field uh, issues. Wombat, uh, I've got you too, brother. I'll get to you in a moment. Um, keep those texts coming through. Oh four five. I tell you what, a lot of our listeners are up quite late, aren't they? Which is good. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Before we go to the break, can I just let off a bit of steam? For sure. Have you seen Zverev, the tennis player? Mm. You saw it? Yes. It is really bad. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, 10 being murder. <laughs> yeah. Mate, this is real yeah. bad. This it's, is just it's such an eight or a, a 9. Oh. It's not if good. you haven't seen it, guys, girls, um, check it out. This guy's just a... I'll say it. It's past 10, a dickhead. Am I allowed to say that? Or we beep it? You want to beep it? Well, you just did. Have a listen to it. It's more visual, mm. but just have a listen to the, this goose carrying on. It's at the Mexican Open, Acapulco. He's the world number three, Alexander Zverev, by the way, and he's a a very, very good player. And it won't be long before he's probably up around the world number one mark. But not if he carries on like that. He absolutely abused this poor umpire over a line call in double. So they've kicked him out of the tournament. And as I said earlier, I hope the ATP give him a – ban him for a, for a year. Yep. That'll soon teach him to behave properly. So, again, those whacks you could hear there if you haven't seen the vision – He's gone over to the umpire and whacked the, the, the chair that he sta- this, the chair umpire is sitting in, whacked it as hard as he could, whacked it again, almost hit the guy's leg, mm. almost took his foot off, walked away, and then he came back and gave him another serve and whacked it again. Mm. It is, it's assault. He's, he's, I tell you what, in normal law, every day, it is assault. Yeah. Right? Not just intimidation. That, that's assault. Yeah. You know? Um, well, I think it is. Well, anyone who's watched tennis or deeply for a little while knows Zverev has this in him, and he he well, he's, he's got, got allegations him. against him off court as well yeah. from a former girlfriend, and you has see he? stuff yeah. like that, yeah. and you just go, mm, "Well, my opinion, what's the character of this bloke?" No, well, he has got a major anger problem. Mate, he he looks he makes Nick Kyrgios look like Mary, Mary Poppins. I've been saying that for a very very long time, Chris. No one's. Well, you're ahead of no the game. No you one's. Are. No one's wanted to listen. Zverev, Zverev is much further down oh. the shit blokes oh. table than Nick Kyrgios. No, he's not invited on our table. No, he's not invited here. And he's not. What about uh, you? Do you guys want him in in the studio? No. Ban. Ban. 
You're banned for life. Zverev gone, right? I hereby hand Alexander Zverev a lifetime ban from the live audience at higher ground. A break and back with me. Do you have to change? Do you do you have to change the way you play a million miles? No, I don't think uh, I don't think I need to. I think the game needs to change. In what way? Oh, I don't know. You you, you don't know the answer to that. Well, you, you think you're allowed to? The aggression's gone out of it a bit, or? Oh, I don't know, mate. We must have <laughs> must have played all stag. Yeah. Is that how you feel? Yeah, I feel like that. But look, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a game, and we have to protect our players. And uh, yeah, look, um, you know, the split seconds you can't control, and that's just how it is. That's rugby league. I don't think he's doing himself any favours, Latrell Mitchell. I really don't. Um, I don't know Latrell. And, and do you know what? I, I think he's a wonderful player. I do know a few people and uh, probably a few Roosters fans who, who can't stand him, right? I, I don't have a, an opinion like that at all. I don't know him. Um, I can only see him as, as a rugby league player. But I, I, do, I do think he probably, you know, he's been handed a six-week ban for what happened to Joey Manu. And I, some will say he meant to do it. I No way in the world do I think he meant to do it. It's the way he plays the game. It's all in or, or nothing, all in or bust. Um, but I just think he probably should have you know, just zipped his lips a little bit there. He doesn't need to attract these sort of headlines. A little bit of contrition is always good, I, I find, you know. If you have stepped out of line, which he had, he got the suspension. So he's obviously done something wrong. But now he's going he's gonna to dredge all that up again. Um, when he probably should have said to, to Danny Widler there of Channel 9, um, look, I'd, I'd rather not buy into it. Thank you. No comment. You know, I'm serving my time. I got suspended. Um, okay, I don't think I should have got the length of ban that I got, but I did, and I'll cop that on the chin. Pardon the pun or the cheekbone. But by now, he's igniting it again, and there are headlines about Latrell. It's exactly what he doesn't. In my opinion, you might have your, your thoughts on that. So he's saying the game's gone soft. Um, he's saying the media are influencing the match review committee. Um, and he's saying that, you know, the, the judicial process, they, they need changes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Have your thoughts on that. 0457 736 736 um, is the, uh, the text line. If you want to pick up the phone and have a chat, you can as well. one three hundred oh one. 1170. You fall a trail, you agree with him. You might well agree with him. You might too think the game's gone soft. And yes, it probably, in areas, it's a lot different to how it used to be. And why? Well, we all know why, don't we? Because of the greater focus now on concussion and the after effects of that. Um, and also, we live in a, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A very judicial world. Um, and it's just the way we it's the way things are going. It's not just in sport, it's it's everywhere. Things have changed. Things have changed. Um now, talking of judiciary, uh Wombat from Shell Harbour, good evening to you, my friend. Um hi Chris. Uh just saying, um, it's been a while. Just wanted to your opinion on Tyrell from the Dragons uh, tackle from the weekend. And is it worth what they are saying? Thanks. So you're talking about uh, Tyrell Philly Mayona from the Dragons and his hip drop tackle on Hayes Dunster from the Eels. And Hayes Dunster won't play footy again this year. Got a feel for him. And so Tyrell has accepted a five-week ban. Had he have chosen to fight the charge and lose, he would have been on the sidelines for seven weeks. He's taken the five. 
So, I mean, look, you're asking us to compare that incident with, say, a Latrell incident. The difficulty with the hip drop tackle, and most of us, average Joe Blow watching the game, probably may not even know what a hip drop tackle is. And it's very easy to miss them in a game. And you might think, well, it's just part of the game. But, you know, when they brought in, you know, laws uh, many years ago against the cannonball tackle, when two defenders would hold a player up and a third defender would come in and attack the legs. Do you remember that? And plenty of players were getting serious knee injuries. And they then outlawed that. Well, the hip drop tackle is uh, a little similar. It's taking the player's legs out, using your own hip, and sort of torso as the the weight. But both of your legs are actually off the ground. So there's nothing wrong with being as physical as you can be um, if you've got one or both legs planted. But when, as a defender, you've got both of your legs in the air and you're using the full force and weight of your body to come down on, on a limb, which in off, oftentimes is fixed in a fixed place and can't move, well, we saw what happened at the weekend. The difficulty, though, is policing it because I imagine a, a number of them don't get picked up in the live running game, but may well get picked up by the match review committee upon f- further review after the event. Um, look, it's serious, but and I, I'm sure all clubs do actually train for it with their, with their wrestling. And, you know, until probably last year, I hadn't even heard of a hip drop tackle. But I know what I know what one is now, and poor old Hayes Dunster. I really do feel for him. And the twist of the story, obviously, as you all probably know by now, is that Hayes is going out with Tyrell Philly Mayono's sister. As we said on Monday, interesting conversations around the dinner table. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. I probably didn't answer your question though, did I, Wombat? Do I think it is as serious as as say a Latrell incident, who got six weeks for that? Uh yeah, I do. I do. Because you can you can ruin you can ruin careers. Um with that sort of thing. And let's hope that Hayes Dunster is okay. Um, you know. He may well come back at the end of the season, but I doubt it. Doubt it. Good young fella. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. You might have uh your thoughts on Latrell as well. He's saying that the haters fuel his fire. He's saying the game has gone soft. I think what Latrell probably should be saying is as little as possible and just serve his ban. Um, and what are your thoughts on his club approaching the NRL and having the All-Stars match count as part of his suspension? I imagine Roosters fans won't like it. Uh, I have not got a problem with it at all. But it sets a precedent, as I said earlier. You will see now, I'm sure, the Warriors and also Melbourne Storm try and do exactly the same thing for their suspended players. Those players being from Melbourne, Brandon Smith, and from the Warriors, Reese Walsh. Both of those players were suspended for um, a white substance. Uh, not icing sugar, we don't believe. Uh, we still haven't heard much about that, have we? Um but Reese also was given a one-match ban. I, I can't remember what it was for, but it was an on-field incident. So he's got a two-match ban hanging over his head. But, you, yeah, of course, they'd be mad not to go to the NRL and say, well, hang on, both of our players would also have been eligible to play in the 
Maori and uh, Indigenous All-Stars match, but uh, couldn't because they were serving, serving bans. So therefore, it should be counted towards their suspension. As I say, I haven't got a problem with it. I have not got a problem with it. Uh, Rocky has been in touch. Good afternoon. Evening to you, Rocky, too, up there on the Central Coast. Uh, Chris, I love Latrell. Watching him play um, is Indigenous advocacy, uh, all of that. But getting serious, curious vibes about him. Um, less said the better on issues like the one you just played there. Uh, we're talking about uh, Zverev carrying like a prize donut, and that's being flattering um, to him. Thank you, Rocky. I'm glad you got in touch with us, mate. Uh, if you'd like to join him, 0457 736 736. 1300 01 1170 is the open line number. Wayne, good evening, mate. How are you? Oh, hi, Chris. How are you? I'm well. Uh, yeah, I was, I was just wondering, Chris, um, would you um, know, the, not the West Tigers, but the official Balmain team of the century? Would you have any idea of it? I've got it here in front of me. I do have now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, could you tell me, please? Yeah, I, I certainly can. Uh, Golden Boots, Keith Barnes at fullback with the captain. I will say also, uh, Wayne, it's only got one captain, this uh, Balmain team of the century. Keith Barnes at oh, fullback. Larry Corowa and Arthur Patton on the wings. Charles Fraser, Jim Craig in the centres. Pat Devery and Arthur Halloway in the halves. Uh, Blocker Roach and Artie Beats in the two props. Benny Elias at hooker. Ciro and Harry Bath in the second row. And uh, Wayne Pierce with 13 on his back. Then there's a bench. Tom Burke, Timmy Brasher, Peter Proven and Bob Bolan. And the coach is and Norm. And Pringle and Wayne... Oh, um, um, oh, sorry, Chris. Um, Neil Pringle and Wayne Wiggum didn't make it. They're not on here. No, not on there. And uh, good fella, Bing, uh, but didn't make it. Coached by Norm Robinson as well. Thanks for your call, uh, Wayne. Thanks. Can I ask you something very quickly, Chris? Yeah, sure, mate. Um, out, of, out of the US, Wimbledon, French and Australian Opens, where would you rate the Australian Open? Oh, gee, that's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, obviously, for, for me, it's, it's, it's right up there. But uh, for me, Wimbledon's always number one. I've got probably the Australian Open two, US three, and French four. Thanks for your call, Wayne. Take care, mate. Uh, there is Wayne, um, the Balmain team of uh, the century. So that just come out recently, did it? Or where, when did that? Uh, not sure where that came from. And how on, how on earth did I have it in my hand? 2007. Sorry, Chris. Oh. Uh, 2007. Right. It came out 2007. Yeah, so... And we're talking yeah. about now? Yeah. Okay. Interesting talk topic. For yes. Good. All right. <laughs> uh, keep them coming. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Don't mind what you want to talk about. It can be your team of the century from whichever club you are at. A little bit later on, we're going to kick off our uh, review into, well, preview rather, into the uh, the clubs that finished outside the eight last year. We're going to run the rule over there. This is higher ground. Yes, it is. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line number. 0457-736-736 is the text line. Uh, Hillary, 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 good evening to you. Evening, Wah. Uh, Hillstorm Hillary from Gippsland, Victoria, listening. Hope you're having a, a lovely night. Um, and she says, just your thoughts and listeners' thoughts on that uh, on-field uh, d- on-field discretions uh, should be dealt with seriously, what like what Latrell did, uh, but off-field discretions um, should be less, or in my opinion, no weeks and only big fines. 
Um, or indiscretions even, I probably should be. But right, you're saying, okay, so for something that happens on the field, um, like, for example, uh, Latrell, or something that happens off the field, like, for example, Brandon Smith, uh, you're saying, uh, do you think that they should be handed the same type of suspensions? Uh, she goes on to say assault, etc., is very different if proved guilty. But for God's sake, Joe Public can take responsibility for their own actions and not be led like sheep. Kids need good parenting too. Also, if that if they're that easily led, bring on Monday night footy. Uh, everybody, every day is a good day for footy. Cheers, H. Well said, Hillary. Um, yeah, I don't know. On the run, you're asking me to, to look. Um, sometimes things on the football field can just just happen, you know, and they're part of the game. They're wrong, like what the troll did. It, it, it's wrong, um, but. Sometimes it's unavoidable too. It's just part of the game, but you, you've 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 crossed the line. However, off the field, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, you you make your own decisions, don't you? You make your own decisions, so you should be a, a whole lot smarter. Maybe, yeah, maybe the off-field stuff shouldn't attract suspensions. Uh, it's not fair on your teammates. You carrying like a goose off the field, but maybe they should be hit in the hip pocket. I tell you what, though, they have to be sizable fines because the amount of money they're earning uh, these days, you know, a $5,000 fine is nothing to some of these guys. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. But thank you, Hillary, for your text. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line number. Jim's on the line. Good evening, Jim. Hi, Chris. How are you going? Good. How are you? Good, mate. Uh, just thought I'd put my two bobs worth in on Latrell. Please that's do. Okay. Yeah, please do. Uh, mate, I'll, I'm a... I'll prerequisite by saying I'm a, a lifelong Rabbitoh supporter, so okay. bear with me. Yeah, no, good, good, good. <laughs> a couple of things. I think um, the incident itself, I think it's one of those things happening in football. It's a, a game these days where they're all bigger, they're all faster, and, you know, if they play at the pace they do, yep. things can go wrong. I think that's what happened with, with Latrell and Manu. I think, you know, he rightly paid the price for that. I agree with uh, you. Or being a reduced price now. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of the interview, I quite liked that he's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, what he said. And I think a lot of people, particularly of my vintage, would probably agree that the game has gone a bit too far in, in terms of protecting players. And Not that you can ever go too far in protecting players, mm-hmm. but in terms of it is a, a bit of a softer game than what it was. They've, they've got rid of all the grubby stuff that used to be in it, the elbows and the gouging and the head eyes and all that sort of stuff. That's gone. Generally now when someone gets hurt, it's... It's, it is genuinely an accident, I think. No one really goes out there to maim people that they used to mm. when we were watching it growing up. Absolutely. Um, but, and I think the fact that he says that, I think I think you find the majority of punters would probably agree with him. Mm. So, one, for saying that, I think it's a good thing. And two, I think it's good that you've got a player who will actually say what he thinks and not talk in cliches, which most of them uh, media manage within an inch of their lives these days. And you get the same answers from every footballer, just put a different jumper on him. Yeah. I don't know what you think about it. Uh, Jim, great call, mate. Well said. Uh, and thanks for calling. Pick up the phone anytime, mate. Um, you talk a whole lot of sense there. So Jim is saying, and thanks, mate, for calling. He, he's saying, and, and you know, I, I probably tend to, if I've got the honest cap on, um, agree as well. Um, I, I can't come out and say the game's gone soft, but those of my age, and I'm, I'm assuming Jim's about, probably around the same age as me, you know, the stuff we saw on a footy field, 20 or even 10, 15, 20 years ago. Like, it's gone now. So the game has not so much gone soft, but it's very much cleaned up its act. Um, But has it gone too far? Has it gone too far? Is it sanitising it too much? Is it trying to take away 
um, from one of the real aspects and the, the selling points of our of the greatest game of all, in my opinion, is is the gladiatorial contact and impact. Um, it's the most brutal team sport in the world, I think, in terms of putting your body on the line and what your body is put through. You sanitize it too much and uh, you dilute you dilute a lot of the work that, that has been built up over generations, which has made it the greatest game of all. But, um, Jimmy, I appreciate your call. Good point. And, and, and re Latrell speaking out openly and honestly, I guess I guess fans will, will appreciate that as well. My I just think you know, given given the the you know what happened with the Roosters, I just think you, know, you might want to just rethink it. Anyway, it's all about opinion, isn't it? All about opinion. Yeah, well, okay. All right. We said we are going to look at the teams that finished outside the eight last year. And the poor old doggies, they couldn't have finished any lower on the ladder if they tried. They were on the bottom rung of the ladder. And I'm visualising. You know what I just visualised then, Mad Russian? I'm, I'm seeing a ladder. And you know the rungs? They're actually dog bones going oh, across. very good. You with me? And they were on the bottom. So we're going to look at the dogs, okay? And, uh, well... We're going to look at the the coach. Is he under pressure? We're going to say, are they improvers or are they going to go on the slide? Well, they can't go any further down. Um, and our prediction for them. They, of all clubs, right, yeah. I think, and Toolman would agree with me here, they have high expectations yeah. this year, and rightly so. When you have a look at the number of players that they have brought into the club, the likes of Matt Burton, Matt Dufty, Brent Naden, or Josh Adokar, by the way, Paul Vaughan, and or a bloke called Tavita Pangai Jr., mm. among others. The other acquisition post-off-season was Phil Gould, and I think he will have an enormously um, positive impact on the club, on and off the field. And I'm not sucking up to Gus. I don't know Gus very well. I like Gus. Probably doesn't even, well, know who I am. Well, he does. Of course he does. But... Um, it's not about me you know, uh, pumping Gus's tyres up at all. So I've got the dogs going north in quite a quite a hurry. Um, I'm still not. Con- I'm still a little bit concerned about their halves and what I saw at the weekend. Mm. They don't seem to have adru- addressed that issue. Um, but player player wise, they've got a lot more than they had last year. Matt Burton. I loved what he did in the centres for, for Penrith. Yep. Um, they say he's a, he's a number six. He'll be the biggest number six ever in the world, in the history of the world. Um, Kyle Flanagan was dumped, wasn't he, last year? Yeah. Braden Wakeham. Mm, just not sure about the halves. If, if there's an issue, that's might where, where it might be um, for me. But I've got them moving up, and I've got them knocking on the the door of the eight. Yeah. Under pressure, no coach is under as much pressure as Trent Barrett. Wow. Okay. Yep. There's no excuses. Not yep. with this. Not with this squad. Do you think his good relationship with Gus will help him at all? Yeah. Or do you think Hope Gus? So. Well, I'm sure it will to begin with. But if results 
So they're well, okay, yeah. Will he show in the door like he showed? Yeah, like he showed Ivan. If they're two wins after ten games, is Barrett gone? Oh God, I don't know. I think you get to see the season. I don't know, don't know. Yeah, but when they're mates and they are mates, but you know, Gus has shown that. Well, Gus said goodbye to Hook. He's he's anything but soft, Gus. Said goodbye to Ivan. Um, but then they brought Ivan back and they've won a premiership. I'd agree with you on that comment. Can I can I give you my stat? So I've done. A little, oh, well, I've done I a hope so. Stat. I hope you can bring okay. something to the bloody table. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just me. <laughs> okay, twenty seventeen. Des Hesler's last year at the club. Ten wins, finished eleventh. Mm-hmm. The last two seasons, they have had six wins combined. Yep. That's the state. That's how far they've got to catch up, even to being competitive. Can they? Can they add seven wins? Yeah. To what they had last year. They had three last year. So that's just to be knocking on the door of finals. Yeah, well, I think they can. I think they can win right. 10 and knock on the door. Yeah, and last thing. But I will, I will say, on. though, with that Des Hasler stuff, that was that whole period, the club was torn. The salary cap was, yeah, was torn that's apart. That's a good point. Torn apart. It was mismanaged terribly mm. by the administrators, and, and I'm sure Des has had involvement as well. Yep. So the club's only just starting now, I think, now to rebuild. Yeah. And can I ask I'd love you, to see the dogs successful. Yeah. Sorry, go. It's good to have a good, strong Canterbury side in the competition. The last thing I'll push you on before you move to the Cowboys. Are you are you happy with their, their forward pack? I mean, the, the big signing, you know, they've got Paul Vaughan there, Jack Hetherington, who had his discipline, disciplinary issues mm, I like Jack. last season. He's a good player. Davida Pangai Jr., another guy who's... Run hot and cold at times. You, you're happy, and Josh Jackson leading them helps. But I think are you change, a fan? Is there enough? Help is there enough up. in that forward pack to keep them competitive yeah. every game? I haven't got a problem with the forward pack. Um, you know, they haven't got they haven't got a gun number nine, and I'm a little bit concerned about the halves. Um, you know, Jeremy Marshall King, he's no Brandon Smith. Mm. He's no Damian Cook. Um, but yeah, I, I think they've got the talent to be knocking on on the eight. I really do. Led led by, led by uh, Trent Barrett, and uh, with Gus's hand on his shoulder. Do like Glenn Campbell. You know, when I was a kid, that was probably the first cassette that I owned. You mate, you you have you probably wouldn't know what a cassette is. I do know what a cassette. They they had a fleeting moment in the Sun cassettes. Yeah, they, they were sort of the bridge between well, no, records and radio. Years. Yeah, I know. Records. I bet you've CDs. never owned a cassette player. I've not owned a cassette. Oh, player. those buttons! You got bang, 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 bang. There's about five of them across. You got play, rewind, stop. Pause. Could you record Those... on the cassettes? Yeah, could of course you, you could. Override stuff? Yeah, override yeah, them. Really. Yeah. Oh well, you had to put a bit of tape over the little slot if you wanted to um, protect it or override override it. Mm. I'm not sure how you did, but that was the first cassette I owned, and I bought it in a record <laughs> stop. I, was, I would have only been about oh. I don't know eleven. What an 12. insight into your life that is. I loved that song. <laughs> that was my favourite song, and yeah. just having it was probably having owning that cassette. It was like oh wow. Yeah. Right. Anyway, stink. anyway, uh, Cowboys is that where we're going? Yes. North Queensland Cowboys finished fifteenth last year. 
and I'm not so sure they will do much better this year. I'm sorry. Um, Todd Payton, it'll be his second year in charge. He will have learned a lot last year. Was there some sort of rift with Jason Talmalolo? We will probably never know. He had two broken hands in the space of about a month. Um, he was being rested. He wasn't getting much game time. They need Jason Talmalolo to stand up like he did a couple of years ago. He's on a big, big chunk of money. What was it? A 10-year deal worth a million or so a year. Mm. Jason Talmalolo has to get back to playing his best footy. Their big recruit, and I love the guy, did a lot of work for us here, Chad mm. Townsend, 31, on fair coin too, taking up a fair chunk of the salary cap. Mm. Um, he'll likely partner, well, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be. Tom Dearden. Chad might play, well, Chad will play seven. Yeah. Scott Drinkwater, but he'll probably play, I would have thought, fullback maybe. Oh, no, maybe probably six. And they're thinking about um, Tabuai Fido playing, playing fullback. Um, yeah, don't know. I can't see them. I can't see them improving. I'm sorry, North Queensland fans. Is it possible they decline from 15th? Yeah. A lot of tipping them for the wooden spoon. You are? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, th- I think they'll be around about mm. down there somewhere myself. North Queensland Cowboys. They they haven't recovered. They haven't no. recovered post-Jonathan Thurston. No. That, that That's a real issue going forward. Is Todd um, Payton the right man up there? Well, well, he's only a rookie coach, you know, so. I don't envy him. But, again, looking at the squad, I tell you what I am keen to see more of. Um, is it Riley? Riley Price? Steve Price's son? He played, mm. a, played a bit of, got a bit of game time at the weekend. Um so in terms of one to watch for him. But, yeah, the real one to watch is, is Jason Tamalolo. Yep. Their, their whole season will sort of hinge on, on him, I think. And whether he gets vaccinated. Because he won't be able well, to play at the moment. So that? still not able to play in Queensland if he's not vaccinated. Not a, not able to enter stadiums if you're in Queensland and not vaccinated. I they said last week or something. They're all Which like... could be wound back soon. I, right, okay. I, you might be right about that. But definitely still can't go down to Melbourne. So right. uh, it could be interesting. With Jason? Well, your biggest earner. Yeah, oh, no, well, you can't. No, I can't. What, where is it? Melbourne. I can't go. Yeah. Can't, can't play. Mm. Just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So I've got them here. I've got them down. Oh, let's let's keep them at 15. Yep. Keep um, them at 15. Quick stat before we get to a call. We love a stat. Uh, from 2011 to 2017. Yeah. Seven straight finals with JT. Grand final in 2015. Oh, yeah. In there as well. 20 seasons the Cowboys have been in existence. Outside of that, including the first one in Super League in 97, they've made three final series. Outside of that, that's three out of 20 finals. Tim Sheen's, Tim Sheen's coached them for four seasons, 97 to 2000. Couldn't get them into the finals. Yeah, it's, They're, they're a, a tainted club at times, the Cowboys. Mm. And it's not easy to recover no. um, from <laughs> losing like like a Jonathan Thurston. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. This is your late night sports bar otherwise known as Higher Ground. Uh, Roland's on the line. Good evening, Roland. Hey, mate. How are you? Good, brother. What's happening? I, uh, I just got in the car and listened to your um, chat about the dogs. And you know I've mentioned it to you enough times and I've run you that I'm a dog supporter, so I wanted to throw my two bobs worth in alongside your comments, if you don't mind. Love you too. Thank you. 
Um, in regards to young Flanagan, yes. I've got my guts telling me this year you're actually going to see him play a really important role in the dogs because he's finally going to have a forward pack that yep. he's actually that is going to protect him as a halfback, yeah. which he hasn't had for, since he's come to the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And Fair you call. often hear all the, all the major commentators are always saying a halfback is only as good as his forward pack. And if he hasn't got a forward pack to help him and protect him, he, he, all those halfbacks fail. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I just think Flanagan is going to come through. And I thought that those couple of games, uh, the, or not couple, but quite a few games at the Roosters, that he, that he played well and the reason the dogs bought him mm. was because he was behind a really good, strong forward pack that went on to win grand finals. Yeah. Three on the trot, if my memory serves me right. You make a really good point, Roland, and I hope for Kyle's sake too, he has a really strong season. And you may well be right too. Huh? It might be a breakout year. Great point. Thanks for your call, mate. Um, uh, Roland there speaks a lot of sense too. He, uh, Kyle, yeah, we saw what he was doing at the Roosters and he, he was hard done by. He, and that's why they, they came and grabbed him because he was playing really good football. And he was playing behind a world-beating pack at the Roosters. And I like this pack at the Dogs. Mm. So I hope that does help Kyle to come into his own there. Uh, I, I work with, with Shane, his yeah. dad, you know, yeah. um, calling the footy, and, and I know Flano pretty well. And I, I was next to him watching his son play, and you could just see the frustration mm. in his father. Um, so I've got sort of links that way to Kyle, but I just really hope he does have a good yeah. season. And I, I think I think he will. I hope he does. Anyway, I hope he does. I said the halves... If Kyle can really aim up and play mm-hmm. the way he can on the back of a good forward pack, like Roland just pointed out, well, that might be you know, a real big key uh, to their season going forward. This is Higher Ground. We've got plenty more to come. Coming up, we're going to have a look at the Broncos and the Tigers. Oh, you can listen to that. It never gets tired, does it, that song? Hello, Daryl. Hello, hello. I like this tunes. We're matching these songs with the teams. We're previewing. We had uh, Glenn Campbell, Rhinestone Cowboy. Uh, we had Who Let the Dogs Out? And then Horses for the Broncos. How appropriate. I reckon I can guess so. Broncos finished 14th. 14th last year. So Bulldogs were at the bottom. We've done them. Cowboys were 15th. We've done them. Broncos 14th, we will do them now. And I can pretty much guess, uh, the Tigers have finished 13th. I can pretty much guess that song uh, tune now, but I might be wrong. Brisbane Broncos then, um, 14th position. Look, you know, Brisbane should be in the bloody finals every single year, shouldn't they? A club that has got so much going for it. A big, wealthy club. A one-team town. Uh, But suddenly there, you know... Suddenly, they've been falling apart over the past yeah. couple of years. They need to get back to the powerhouse that we all um, that they once were, the Broncos. So, what are our thoughts on them? Um, I'm just trying to work. So, Kevy Walters, it'll be his second season in charge, pretty much. Um, he will have learnt a lot last year. You can't often say the acquisition of one player to a club could change things so dramatically. But I, I just think Adam Reynolds going there 
you look at their squad, they've got the talent, they've got a forward pack, they've got dynamic and speedy backs, you know, and they've got youth in, in abundance, like Katoni Staggs in, and that type of player. Um, the addition of Kurt Catewell, I love that too. People, that sometimes goes a bit unnoticed because Adam Reynolds has taken all the headlines. But I think they've got all the pieces there. They were just missing an Adam Reynolds. Mm. They were missing a game controller. That was the big thing they were missing. So the Broncos are going, they're going right up. And right again, up. well, again, they're knocking on the eight. Yeah. You think they're knocking on the eight? Yeah. I, yeah. I can't see them going up that drastically. I can see moving up a couple of spots, adding a few wins this season, keeping the pressure off Kevy. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to take him one more, one more season to figure it all out. I think you're going to expect a, a big 2023 from them with a, a couple more names, hopefully. But it's going to be difficult with the Dolphins coming in the competition as well. Mm. Mm. Jermaine Asako, love him. Yep. Um, I'm just trying to think who else. Uh, Tessie New. Yep. He's a, they got lots of spark. Corey Pakes, too. I like what I saw from him on the weekend. He'll be putting pressure on Jake Turpin for the number nine. The one player I want to put the watch on, though, is Ezra Mam. Right. You would have saw bits of pieces of him from on the weekend. This kid's a live wire. I think he was South Logan last year. Got their rookie of the year, I think. It was in the Queensland Cup anyway. He is hot property. And uh, I think he will. I think they'll start with Albert Kelly. At six, alongside Adam. Um, but I don't think it'll be long before we see Ezra Mam being in the number six jersey. So there's a, there's a little prediction from me. Quick stat before West Tigers. Love a stat. 2019 was the Broncos' first season averaging an under 30,000 home crowd since 20, 2004. So that's the year before COVID hit the competition. So And that was the year they scraped into the finals and got absolutely walloped by... So that was 2019, so that's the, the first Eels. time they've averaged under 30. That was the first time they'd averaged under 30 30, since 000. 2004. The last win of the three-peat was 2003. Am I correct in saying that? Oh. Under Wayne? No, got me. Don't know. No. I'll, On the spot. I'll check that one up. Yeah. I'll check that one up. But, so okay, so 2019, 30,000 average crowds, the first time they dipped below 30. Yeah. Wouldn't some other clubs love to be able to say exactly that? Exactly right. Um, They're still a powerhouse of the competition, the Broncos. Have we got last year's crowd figure average for them? Uh, it was 6,000, but that's obviously COVID affected. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a quite a big yeah. drop. All right. Um, shall we move on, dear yeah, boy? Shall we it. move on? Uh, West Tigers. Now, if you um, if you well no not 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 a, a, you don't have to be a lady if you're blonde if you're blonde just <laughs> can you close your ears just <laughs> so turn the volume down I don't want you to listen for the next uh, twenty seconds if you're blonde man or woman turn away now question how many blondes does it take to change a light bulb how many does it take Chris? One to hold the – that's three is the answer. One to hold the light bulb and two to turn the ladder. Now, how many captains does it take to toss a coin? 
You see where I'm going? Yeah, I can see where you're going now. Gee, so we... can we can we get can we just chew this for a minute? Yep. Five captains thing. You got. I haven't even asked you your opinion. Five captains. For against. I think this if this had happened in a year where we'd had more to talk about in pre-season, e.g. a scandal or a rule change or something like that, this wouldn't even be in the news. I, I just I think it's complete. He, he did it himself Leader, at Souths, didn't he? Leadership Imagine. groups are a thing now. I, I can't understand the Benny Elias coming out and going, oh, five. But, oh, has he? I didn't, yeah. Well, yeah. he loves to lay the slipper into the Tigers now, there's Benny. But, you know, mm. five, like it's just, it's a non-issue. For me, what do you, you? I think you have a different. Oh opinion, yeah, I do. I'm old school, mate. There's one leader. Yeah, my way or the highway. I've got the C next to my name, right? In the little brackets. Yeah. Um, I'm probably a bit of a, a fossil though. No, I just think one one voice and a referee. Um, they know who the captain is. They know who's going to be yep. talking to them each week. They develop maybe a bit of a rapport. Um, and you know, I don't know. I just I've always just think the one captain. Yeah, that is a captain. How many captains on a ship? <laughs> huh? That's a very good point. I don't think Blackbeard had any. No, uh, no, no there was only there was one. Only one on Blackbeard's ship. That's right. That's a very. But good my point. issue too with the five that they've selected, and please don't take this personally, fellas. Yep. Not you, these fellas. James Tamo, okay, the incumbent captain. Yeah. So what makes a captain? He's got to be. Firstly, you got to know he's going to be selected. Yeah. He's going to be in your team every single week, and yep. he's got to obviously had you know, good, great leadership qualities. Yeah. In my humble opinion, I'm not so sure that James Tamo is going to yeah. be a walk-up starter each week. Not in that, not in that team. Looking, and the, I'm not going to say he's expired his use-by date, but he's expired his best for best before date. Yeah, we've seen the best of James Tamo. Yeah, lovely fella, mm. but he's one of them. So there's no guarantee he'll be a starter. Yeah, Kemba Marlowe, he's a winger. That's an odd one. Warren Boland, captain the Magpies way back when from the wing. There have been other captains on the wing. Luke Brooks, quite as a church mouse, they say. Mm. Adam Dewey, not playing for half the season. And Tyrone Peachy, it's his first game for the club. Yeah. Anyway. Well, maybe that's why they've gone to five, Chris, because they... They don't, have a stand, they don't have they a standout leader. They haven't got that standout that you a... talk about where yeah. the captain, everyone's looking to them to lead by example and really rev yeah, up the boys okay. in a huddle. Maybe, Maybe so. that's why they've gone to five. Maybe I'm so. Sure. Maybe so. Um, righto. So um, where'd they finish? 13th last year. Haven't made the finals for a decade. Is that right? Or nine years or is it 10 yeah, now? It's 11 now, I think. Oh, no, it's not, is it? I think it's 10. 2009. Tigers fans will tell us. I think it's 10. You reckon it's 11? Jeez. It might be 11. You could be right. And poor old Luke Brooks. So how how many years has he been there? About all of those. Oh, what does that say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It's more than a one-man band. Poor fella. Um, come on. Some positives. Some positives. Jackson Hastings. He'll yep. be good for them. Um, played very, very well. I'm sure we'll see you know, a lot better from Jackson Hastings than we've seen when he previously played with Roosters and, and also Manly. Love Dewey, but as I said, he's not out. He's out for ten weeks. Yep. Um, Jacob Little and Jake Simpkin will be the Jacob will be the starting hooker. Would have thought um, their prop forwards. They got Twal, Tamo, Offengawi, Thomas McKayley, Tuki Simpkins. 
Oh, and Stefano Utoikamanu from yeah. Parramatta. He'll be good for them. Mm. Um, well, no, he was there last year. Yeah, what he was there. Talking about? Is Goose, Sydney. Chris. Yep. You know how I remembered that. Tales from Tiger Town. <laughs> Stop the game! Stop the bloody game! It was Utoikamanu. Do you remember? I do. I do. Uh, Luciano Leilua. Luke His last Garner. season there. Luchis? Yeah. Where's he'll Luchi be, going? He'll be off. Um, You've you dug a hole yeah, here. Luciano Lelua, where's he going to? season of the club. Where's he going? Why, why, I should know that too. Where is he going? Luciano. Um, Tyrone Peachy, uh, utility lock. Dane Laurie, great little fullback. Uh, Dragons. Back to the Dragons. Luciano, yeah. Good. Mm. Well, not for the West Tigers. Not for West Tigers. But good to come back there. Uh, good pickup by Hook. Reese Hoffman, Oliver Gildart, Tommy Talau. These are the centers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, look, okay, 13th last year, man. I haven't I haven't got them making the eight. I'm sorry. No, I've got them about the same place. I can't see them improving too much. The pack's improved, but that's that's sort of the baseline now, isn't it, in the NRL? You, you've got to have a solid pack to compete every week, and they just don't have anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't see them. Uh, maybe maybe twelfth. Maybe twelfth. I can't. Sorry, I can't see them making yeah. the eight. All right, we're going to take a short break, and when we return, we'll continue our preview. Uh, we're going to head across the Tasman, and we're also uh, going to talk about the Red V. See, I was wondering, wondering what you'd have for the Warriors, New Zealand band, eh? Crowded house, very good. Thank you. Very good. Do like them too. Yeah, good band. We should play more music. More crowded house. Well, and more music in this 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 great show of ours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Warriors, twelfth last year. The big acquisition for them. Um, you don't often see players going back to their former no. club. You just mentioned to me Luciano Le Lewis. He's going back to the Dragons, isn't he? Next year, though. Uh, Sean Johnson returns after mm. being shown the door pretty much, but he was on he was on about a million dollars when he left, I think. Not on that now. No, not on that now. But, you know, a key to their fortunes this year. Ash Taylor's over there also, I think, on just a one-year deal, was it? It was a train and trial. Train I think and trial to start with, yeah. I think he's been given a deal, hasn't he? For one year. Um, Reese Walsh will be in the year two, really. He rocketed onto the scene. Um, Torhu Harris out for quite a while. He's still got the ACL injury, not back till about May. Um, now, Matt Lodge, he will miss, I think, the first game or two. He's out suspended. Suspended. Reese Walsh is miss, will miss the first game, too. Out suspended. Uh, look, yeah, I think around about the same. I'm sorry, around about, around about 12. If they make the finals, that would be... I would put that up there with their achievement of reaching that grand final against Manly. Yeah. I, I think it would if they be, make the uh, finals. Being based third year in a row away from home. Yeah, tough. Un- looking unlikely they'll be able to play games at home. Um, yeah, I, I would be putting that right up there with that grand final. Yeah, I can't I can't see them making the eight, but uh, again, hats off hats off to the Warriors what they what they've been through. So they'll be based up there at Redcliffe. Um you'd think for the for the whole season pretty much. Right, Dragons. They finished eleventh last year. What do we got for drags? 
you can sing along too at home. Oh, when the saints Louis go marching Armstrong in. Edition there too. I thought you were going to play. I was very happy with that. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I thought you were going to play a bit of Dragon. Ah, oh, that would have been an alternate route. Alternate route, yes. Maybe right, yeah, Dragons, 11th last year. Okay, so uh, Hawk Anthony Griffin, uh, he's extended his uh, contract by another year, so he'll uh, go through to 2023 at least. Quite a bit of turnover at the club, um, clearing the deck, so to speak. Matt Dufty gone, Corey Norman gone, Adam Clune gone, Cam McGuinness, well, he went a long time ago. Jordan Pereira gone, Jared Beal gone as well. So um, a lot of player turnover, mm. and I sort of I, I think they're stronger. Um, I have a little bit of a. They've got the youth, they've got the flair. Backline, I, I like the look of it. You need Ben Hunt to to play as well as he did last year. Um, I've got a little bit of a question mark over the pack. Um, Look at the props. Okay, uh, Aaron Woods, he's gone past his use by date. Yep. George Burgess, well, jury's still out on how he bounces back from that, that hip surgery. Um, I need to talk to George about that, actually, because I need to get mine done too, I think. Uh, Francis Molo, Pofua Masuli, uh, and Danny Alvaro, ageing. Good back row, Jaden Sewer, big pickup there. Fui Maiano, but he's out for the first five weeks of the, of the season. Josh Kerr, good. Um, Jack Gajetsky, they pick him up from Manly. Players to watch, though. Another good pickup, too, I think, is Moses Suley from Manly. I think he'll be really good for them. Really good for them, Moses. But this one to watch, Tyrell Sloan. I mean, he's out of the box. Out of the box is. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing him, him develop this year. Mm. Dragons 11th last year. Oh mate, they are banging so hard on the top eight. Is that you reckon? Can I? Can I? Can However, I... if I'm going to put teams into the top eight, I've got to take some out. Yeah. Well, that's the big thing, isn't it? I, I think the Dragons are going to go down this year. Is that a? Is that a? Is that a bad take? Is that a controversial take? I just. Well, what's you your t- rationale? You, you talk about the pack. That worries me because I, I just think that's such a baseline to making sure you've got a chance in every game. And they got some young players, but not guys that are willing to shoulder the well, ready to shoulder the burden of winning matches for a team. I mean, who's we talked about leaders in the Jack Tigers? Jack will play in the pack, I'm sure. He'll yeah. play thirteen. Okay, but you look through that side, and we were talking about the Tigers not having a lot of leaders and mm. guys that you'd give the who do you give the seat to in that team? Have they done that yet? Well, I think well, it you've was, got uh, Jack I'm trying to back too. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Um, He's got to stay Jackson on the field Ford. first. Look, it's a solid squad. I don't think it's a team. I don't think it's a final squad. And, and Griff's got, got a lot of work to do. He's he's cleared out a lot of the dead wood, but I think there's still some way to go there with the players he's going to be relying on this year to win him football matches. Andrew McCulloch, he's on old legs too. Yeah. I, I don't love this. I, I can't see why people are getting excited about this squad. Well, I just think we've got, got a couple of really young, dynamic players. That Tyrell Sloan. I agree. Um, Talatau Moan. We've seen what they're doing. Jaden Sullivan. We're waiting to see you know him at his best, I guess, or a full season. Um, yeah. Look, I, I think they're. I think they're. They're touching the eight. Touching the eight. Mm. I think. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Can I give you a quick stat, Griff? Oh, I love one. Yes, Griff. 
54 hook, 54% career win percentage across his three clubs, mm-hmm. which is actually the sixth highest among active coaches at the moment. There you go. Bellamy, Des, Cleary, Robbo, and, and Madge. And Madge. Yeah. Are the only five with a higher win percentage. So Jeez, you've come up with some yeah. good numbers tonight. I thought, I thought you would be happy with that. Well, you like those stats up the back? They've gone very quiet, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a break, hadn't we? Yeah. We're going to do the green machine when we return and also the Sharkies. The bad and mean green machine. Uh, they weren't so bad and mean last year. Missing the finals, finished in 10th position. Uh, they were one of three clubs, I'm sure, that all finished equal on points, but missed out, didn't they, um, on four and a against. So, uh, green machine, are they back in the eight where I think they just sort of belong? It feels right that the Raiders are in the eight for some reason in recent years, but... They weren't there last year. I think they will get back into the finals contention this coming year. Not a lot of player turnover, really, but they have now got um, Jamal Fogarty there joining them. That solves the the halfback problem. Um, Jack Whiten, he had a really disappointing season last year by his standards. Uh, uh, Certainly a big drop from the year before. You need a big improvement out of Whiten. Having a, a stable half next to him should help. They've also got some backup halves there in Sam Williams and, and Matt Frawley. Adam Elliott joins the club um, from the Doggies. And Jared Croker, we saw uh, him play at the weekend. That was great to see. He seems to have recovered. A lot of outside backs they have, the Raiders. Um, and they've got a, you know, a very experienced forward pack, that the bulk of which the players have been together for, for quite some time. And Tom Starling, Josh Hodgson sharing the hooking role. Um, I've got them back in the eight, my friend. Ooh. Yep. Well, I haven't elevated any of the others into the eight. No, that's very true. That's very true. So, so far, the last year's top eight would stay the same. Mm. I've moved the Raiders into the eight. They need players who had down years last year to perform to their potential. Well, not even potential, what they've showed us before. It's good they've got Charles back in. Jared Croker, see on his last legs, you know. Well, they've got, but they've got. Oh. They've got depth in the in the, in the three quarters, right? But also uh, key positions: Tom Starling and Josh Hodgson, two very very good hookers. Yeah, you might say Hodgson is, is we've seen the best from him yet, but Starling is on the rise. Yep. And then you got two players: uh, Nickel Clookster and, and Xavier Savage, uh, fighting for the number one spot. Uh, they're in. I've got them in. You got them in. Yeah. Happy with Ricky? You want to start? I love Ricky. Stewart. Yes. Yeah. Ricky Stewart is a coach. Made finals in his first three seasons with the Sydney Roosters. Four times in 12 seasons since. So he was 100% through his first three seasons. He's 33% since. Mm. Just a... Yeah, well, throw in he had some dramas there. He did. Parramatta. He did have some dramas he there. Oversaw, and he, he oversaw the um, um, overhead projector <laughs> S, uh, gate, didn't he? Absolutely. Absolutely. But... You know, sharks. he has had success at the Raiders. I think mm. the pressure will be on if he's if they don't perform, don't start the season well. 
All right. Well, next up, we're going to be talking about a club that um, there's a lot of good vibes about at the moment in the Shire. Jeez. Do you really think this is appropriate, given the events of the last couple of weeks in Sydney? Mm. Do you know, I, there was one spotted off Bill Gola too at the weekend, <laughs> the day after I, I went for an ocean swim. Well, they're always there, Chris. A mate sent me it's... a picture. I'll send it to you in a moment, actually. No, condol- you know. It's alongside a boat. With the it's family. A, it's alongside a boat. It and doesn't... It's bigger than the boat. It's been... 60 years since the last one. I had to talk to my grandmother about it. Aren't you remembered? Was, yeah, yeah. Was living in Sydney back then in the 60s. But, yeah, she said she remembered that. 60 years since we've had a, a shark attack in Sydney that's actually ended up being fatal. Let me hand this over to you. Our viewers can't see it because it's radio, but how, there's what? my picture of... Oh. Um, that was apparently spotted off Bill Gola. Oh. It's alongside a boat and it's bigger than it's the boat. It's bigger than the boat. <laughs> That's an elevation shot. Mm. Mm. That's where I swam. Okay. So I don't need you playing that music anymore. On to, on to the previous. Cronulla, yeah, everyone's Hopefully they're just there. as scary. Yes. Uh, new coach, new look squad, blue chip signing Nico Hines, um, and really a lot of reason to be optimistic in the Shire. Um, Will Kennedy was brilliant last year. He'll be even better this year. Um I don't know. I don't know. Are you are you on the Sharks bandwagon as well? Yes. You are? I think they, not only in the top eight, could be pushing top four. Wow. If they play their cards right. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm excited by the Sharks. Are you? I don't, I don't know that... I'm not on the, 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 the full, full-on Shark bandwagon. Right. I've, got, I've got one leg on the bandwagon. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like... What Craig? What Craig will bring to yeah. the club? Yeah, I like the look of that. Um, and Nico, I like what what he'll do too. Cam McGuinness, let's hope he's good to go and and he's won't have any more injuries. Yeah, um, it's a really well rounded squad. Andrew Fafita, I don't think we'll see much of him. If I, if I'm brutally honest, Toby Rudolph, love the look of him. Dale Fanuk, and we forget about him. He'll bring that experience and you know he'll rub off on other younger players he's just a really really good trainer too you know i just think there's a really good balance in that side it's it does look it does look really well balanced there's plenty of depth there just next man up mentality i'd love for sharky's for sharky's fan i'd love to see maddie moyle and go injury free for a year yeah 100 percent. because if he has another you know disrupted year through injury you know that's that's very exciting if he and Nico can get something going together in the halves. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. You've got the running player and the ball player perfectly together. If they, it, That's what I mean. It just makes sense, this shark side, if it all comes together. Love to see Wade Graham get back to what we know he can do as well, yep. if he can avoid head, head knocks, head injuries. Um, Britton Acora, Jack Williams. Yep. It is really good balanced. Yeah. Look, I, yeah. Okay. Well, I've got him in the eight. So I've got the Sharks and the Raiders making the eight. There you go. They're your two that are moving in. They're my two movers. So we'll, two have to go out. We'll find out who they are next week. I'll give you a quick stat. Oh, you love a stat. The problem with the Sharks winning against the top eight sides. Last win against mm. the top eight side, August 3, 2019. Yeah. There you go. 
That's a long time ago, Chris. That is a long time ago. Well, sadly, that's all we have got time for. Hope you've enjoyed uh, the last couple of hours. My thanks, as always, uh, to the Mad Russian and to uh, all of you who do get involved, did get involved, rather, with the show. Uh, No higher ground on Friday, but I'll be back joining you next week. Until then, keep smiling.